Hi, this is David. Welcome to episode 31 of Upward Journey Bible Study, where we study the Bible and theology. This episode focuses on learning some of the content and message of the Gospel of John, chapters 8 and 9, in which the truth that Jesus brings is revealed in terms of light and sight to the blind. Unless otherwise noted, all scripture quotations for this episode are taken from the World English Bible Orthodox Version because the World English Bible is in the public domain. To get the most of this podcast, it would be good for you to take about 10 minutes to read John chapter 8 and John chapter 9. Let's get started. The Gospel of John chapter 8 talks about Jesus being the light of the world, the source of truth, freedom from sin, and the hope of eternal life. Today, many versions of the Bible start chapter 8 with the historical account of the woman caught in adultery and Jesus forgiving her. This historical account, which is a part of the Bible and God's inspired word, did not appear here in John at this location in the earliest manuscripts of the Bible. So the flow of the story of John may start off chapter 8 with Jesus proclaiming that he is the light of the world. However, we will cover the account of the woman taken in adultery at this point, and then start the part of John chapter 8 in which Jesus refers to himself as the light of the world. In John chapter 8, Jesus goes to the Feast of Tabernacles, where some believe in him and those who reject him deepen their opposition to Jesus. During the Feast of the Booths, Others went to their own homes, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Now this feast is called the Feast of Tabernacles, or the Feast of Tents, or the Feast of Booths. Very early the next morning, Jesus came into the temple, and all the people came to him, and Jesus was teaching in the temple. While Jesus was in the temple teaching, his teaching gets interrupted by the scribes and Pharisees who brought to Jesus a woman taken in adultery. The scribes and Pharisees told Jesus that this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. They pointed out to Jesus that the law of Moses taught that people caught in adultery should be stoned. See Leviticus chapter 20 verse 10 and Deuteronomy chapter 22 verses 13 to 27. But also the Jews were not free to execute people due to Roman law. So if Jesus said stone her, then they could report him to the Romans. If he said, do not stone her, then they would say Jesus did not follow the law of Moses. Their focus was not on stoning the woman, but on trapping Jesus. Jesus was the one they wanted to put to death. Jesus wrote on the ground with his finger. Jesus said to them that the one without sin should cast the first stone. Again, Jesus wrote on the ground with his finger. Then the men from the oldest to the youngest were convicted of their sins and left one by one from the oldest to the youngest. Then Jesus asked the woman, Where were her accusers, and did anyone condemn her? She said, None condemned her. Jesus told her that he did not condemn her, and for her to go and sin no more. Jesus had no guilt. He could have thrown the first stone, but he forgave her and told her to sin no more. Jesus was not saying adultery is okay, Jesus simply forgave her, as he will do to all those who come to him for forgiveness in this life, if they will turn from their sins and believe in Jesus. 
Jesus told her to sin no more. Jesus knows all hearts. He evidently knew the woman was repentant. So he forgave her and he told her to sin no more. Jesus then continues his teaching. Jesus told them that he was the light of the world. Jesus told them that those who follow him will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus has the words of eternal life that shows us how we are to live. Darkness is a symbol of evil in the Bible. Two reasons the Bible gives for darkness being associated with evil are, with darkness there is no light. God's truth is a light that exposes sin, and either we flee from the light back into the darkness, or we must confront our sinfulness. Also, since darkness is a cover or camouflage, people who want to hide the wrong they are doing to others try not to be caught. So darkness is a symbol of doing evil. The light also exposes God's truth and gives life. Plants need sunlight to live, so we need God's light to live. Thereupon the Pharisees accused that Jesus' statement about himself being the light of the world was not valid because he was testifying about himself. But Jesus argued his testimony was true. Jesus knew his testimony was true because he knew where he had come from and where he was going. Jesus had come from heaven and from God the Father. God the Father had sent him, and Jesus was going to return to God the Father. The Pharisees were judging according to the flesh, but Jesus judged no one. But even if Jesus was to judge, his judgment would be true, because he judges with God the Father who sent him. The Jews then asked Jesus where his father was. Jesus said they did not know his father, because if they knew Jesus, then they would have known the Father. Jesus tells them that they do not know where he came from and where he was going. John chapter 8, verse 14. Now Jesus focuses on where he is going and that they cannot go where he is going. Jesus told them that they would die in their sins unless they believed that Jesus was he. Then they asked him who he was. Jesus has so far told this audience who he was. He was the light of the world, John chapter 8, verse 12. He said he was sent by the Father, John chapter 8, verse 16. Jesus told them that he was from above and that he was not of this world, John chapter 8, verse 23. The crowd then asked Jesus who he was. Jesus told them, when they lift up the Son of Man, then they will know that he is he. Jesus was later lifted up on the cross to die for our sins. See John chapter 8 verse 28 where Jesus told them that uh, when they lift up the Son of Man then they will know that he is he. Jesus indicated that God the Father sent him and that Jesus did and said what God the Father told him to do and say. Many believed in Jesus when he said these things. Jesus then told them, if they remain in his word, then they are truly his disciples. He told them that they will know the truth, and the truth will set them free. Jesus is a messenger of truth, and with his truth there is freedom from sin. The people denied they were in bondage, but they were in bondage. They thought they were free just because they were descendants of Abraham, yet they were living in sin. Jesus taught that those who commit sin 
are the servants of sin, but that Jesus could set them free from their sins and their slavery to sin. How does God free us from slavery to sin? The answer is that when we are confronted with God's truth and turn from our sins and come to God for forgiveness, relying on Jesus' death and resurrection for the forgiveness of our sins, God forgives us and sets us free from the bondage and slavery to sin. God gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit so the Holy Spirit can enable us to live the way God wants us to live. Jesus then argued they were not children of Abraham merely by being descendants of Abraham. If they commit sin and do the deeds of the devil, then the devil is their father. Their sinfulness was manifested in them seeking to kill Jesus. Next, they claim God is their father. We can only look to Jesus to save us, and each of us must personally come to Jesus for salvation. We cannot rely on merit from other humans or even our own merits. Now for verse 42. Jesus then states, If God was indeed their Father, then they would love Jesus because Jesus came from God the Father. Those who are of God hears the words of God. The people were not accepting Jesus' teaching as true because they were not of God the Father. Now for verse 51. Those who seek Jesus' word will never see death. Jesus is talking of spiritual death. Those who believe in Jesus will be raised to eternal life. Jesus existed before the time of Abraham and identifies himself with the God of the Old Testament when he refers to himself as I am in John chapter 8 verse 58. Exodus chapter 3 verse 14 says, God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, You shall tell the children of Israel this, I am has sent me to you. Let us review John chapter 8. Jesus can forgive sins. Jesus forgave the woman taken in adultery. When God forgives us, we are to sin no more. Jesus is the light of the world that brings life. Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 12, quote, I am the light of the world. He, he who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life, end quote. Jesus is a source of truth. His truth is available to those who remain in Jesus' word. Jesus says in John chapter 8, verses 31 to 32, quote, If you remain in my word, then you are truly my disciples. You will know the truth, and the truth will make you free, end quote. Jesus can set us free from sin. The truth of what Jesus teaches sets us free from slavery to sin. Jesus says in John chapter 8, verse 34, quote, Most certainly, I tell you, everyone who commits sin is the bondservant of sin, end quote. Jesus is the source of eternal life. Jesus says in John chapter 8, verse 51, quote, Most certainly, I tell you, if a person keeps my word, he will never see death, end quote. Jesus identifies himself with the God of the Old Testament. Jesus says in John chapter 8, verse 58, quote, Most certainly I tell you, before Abraham came into existence, I am. End quote. In John chapter 8, we saw where Jesus is the light of the world, and his light gives those who accept it life. John chapter 8, verse 12. The Gospel of John chapter 9 
is about spiritual eyesight. I would entitle this chapter, Believing is Seeing. Only those who believe in Jesus see God's truth. Jesus had said in John chapter 8, verse 12, quote, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life, end quote. Human eyesight is dependent on light. If a room is completely dark, a person is unable to see. Even with light, a blind person is unable to, is unable to see. Jesus is the light who brings the light of life. Jesus can bring physical eyesight to the blind, and he can bring spiritual eyesight to sinners so that they can see God. As Jesus and his disciples were walking along, they saw a blind man who had been blind from birth. Somehow his disciples knew that this man was born blind from birth. Jesus' disciples asked Jesus whether the blind man was born blind because of his own sins or the sins of his parents. It is not clear why the disciples would think it even possible for a person to sin before they are even born. Nothing in Scripture suggests that a baby in its mother's womb can commit sin. Jesus answered his disciples that he was not born blind because of his own sin or the sin of his parents. Rather, he was born blind so that the works of God might be revealed in him. Jesus indicated that while he had an opportunity, that Jesus must do the work that God sent him to do. Jesus then spit into the ground and made mud. He applied the mud to the blind man's eyes and told him to go to the pool of Siloam and wash his eyes. The blind man followed Jesus' instructions and he was healed of his blindness. He was able to see. People who knew him asked him how he regained his eyesight. The man answered that Jesus put mud on his eyes and told him to go to the pool of Siloam and wash and he, when he did it, he received his eyesight. They asked the man where Jesus was, but the, ma but the man did not know. His neighbors and those who knew him before brought this man to the Pharisees. It was a Sabbath day in which Jesus healed the blind man. The Pharisees asked the blind man how he regained his sight, and the blind man told them how Jesus put mud on his eyes and told him to go to the pool of Siloam and wash his eyes and when he did, his eyesight was restored. The Pharisees concluded that Jesus was not a man from God because Jesus did not keep the Sabbath day. But others were saying that since he did this miracle, how could he be a sinner? The Pharisees asked the man, what did he have to say about Jesus? The man indicated his healer was a prophet. Next, the Pharisees doubted this man really had been born blind. They could tell that he could see, so they doubted he had been born blind. The Pharisees called his parents to confirm whether their son had been blind, and if so, how does he now see? The parents confirmed that this was his son and that he was born blind, but did not know how he regained his sight. The parents said since their child was of age to ask him how he got his eyesight. The parents feared the Jews because the Pharisees had already indicated that any, if anyone said that Jesus was the Messiah, that they would be expelled from the synagogue. Next, the Pharisees called the man who had been blind for a second 
time. They asked him to give God the glory because they knew Jesus was a sinner. The man indicated he did not know whether Jesus was a sinner or not, but he did know what Jesus had done for him. Jesus had healed him from his blindness. The man asked the Pharisees why they kept asking him how he got healed because he had already told them. He asked whether they were doing this because they wanted to be Jesus' disciples. The Pharisees said that they were disciples of Moses and did not know where Jesus came from. The man who had been blind indicated that it was amazing that they did not know where Jesus was from since Jesus had healed his blindness. The blind man concluded, since God worked a miracle through Jesus, then Jesus could not be a sinner because God does not listen to sinners. On the other hand, God hears those who worship God and do God's will. The Pharisees then said the blind man was born in sins, and they threw him out of the synagogue. Jesus then came to the man who had been born blind and asked him if he believed in the Son of God. The blind man asked who the Son of God was so he could believe in him. Jesus responded that he was the Son of God. The blind man said he believed and he worshipped Jesus. The man who had been born blind could not see physically. At first he was not able to see spiritually either. Later he was able to see that Jesus was a prophet. Now he was able to see that Jesus was the Son of God, and he responded by worshiping Jesus. Some Greek manuscripts have Son of Man here rather than Son of God. The term Son of God points to uh, Jesus being the Messiah as God's adopted Son. Jesus was the Son of God by adoptions, adoption according to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 5, but he is also the Son of God because of the virgin birth and other reasons. The term Son of Man is also a Messianic term. See Daniel chapter 7, verses 13 to 14. Jesus then said he came into the world for judgment. The judgment is that those who don't see may see, and those who see may become blind. When a person receives spiritual truth from God, they are up for judgment. God's judgment is that those who don't see will see the truth, believe in the truth, and be saved. Others will receive the same facts and information, but reject the truth of the facts that is clearly before them. They will be judged for rejecting the knowledge that they have about God. Here the blind man and the Pharisees had the same facts. The facts were that Jesus on the Sabbath day healed a man born blind from his blindness. The Pharisees argued Jesus must be a sinner because he healed a blind man on the Sabbath. The man who had been born blind concluded since Jesus healed his eyesight, then he could not have only he could only have done this through God's power, and Jesus could not be a sinner. The man who was born blind came to salvation in Jesus, but the Pharisees' insight and knowledge of God became dimmer because they rejected the light they had received. When Jesus had stated he came for judgment, so those who do did not see uh, can see, and those who see become blind, the Pharisees asked Jesus if they were also blind. Jesus then said that if they were blind, they would have no sin. But when they say they see, then their sin remains. Sin remains in the person who hears God's truth and rejects it. 
like the Pharisees did here. Thank you for joining with me and listening to this podcast. Be sure to search the Bible to evaluate all teachers, including me. Check out my website at UpwardJourneyBibleStudy.com where you can learn more about this podcast and other resources for spiritual growth. Always remember to keep God first in your life. I encourage you to pray that God will work in the lives of those who hear his word and that people will turn from their sins and become disciples of Jesus Christ. I encourage you to pray that Christians will grow to become better Christian, better Christians or disciples of Jesus Christ. I encourage you to pray that God will work through this podcast ministry to bring others to Christ and to strengthen and establish Christians. Also notice I have added to the website a place for topical Bible studies for reading. Bye for now.